You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Giants attempting a 10-0 lead. Barkley straight ahead with a big hole. Running through is Saquon Barkley, and he's going in for a Giants touchdown. 78 yards. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Joe O, Joe G, welcome back. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Next hour, some NBA. Well, we'll go prop shopping for game two and across Major League Baseball. And Ryan McDonough, our Odyssey NBA insider, will join us before we give our lightning bets. But, Joe, we do some NFL every day. And as uh, July moves forward here, we're going to start doing a lot more NFL every day. But we always dedicate at least a block of time every day to talk about the NFL, whether it's the coach of the year market, coach gets fire market. But there's also different layers to this thing, you know, in terms of what's going to set up how we view these teams. And, and one of them, Joe, I always feel like with every year, every team in the NFL has a make or break aspect to their team. And if that goes one way, you know, you might want the over on that team for their win total. If it goes the wrong way, you might go from a team you kind of like to saying, man, that, that season went belly up. So we're just going to pick a couple teams here. You, we're going to talk about an aspect of that team. And, man, that's what you got to hone in on. Next month or so, training camp, that's what you got to pay attention to. If it works out, if it feels good, maybe you like that team. Joe, where do you want to start? Well, I hope we don't bore the people too much, but I want to start with the big uglies. And, it, and the two teams that I'm taking a look at, both have win totals, like you suggested, near the middle, around that 7-8 win range. And at times, we see teams pop, and they're going to get five wins more than the win total suggests. How about your favorite division in the world? The NFC East, and I am looking at the New York football giants with a win total of seven. The offensive line is going to make or break the Giants. And this has been a bit of a buzzy team. I think, Joe G, that you like, do you like them a little bit or you just like them for the win total? What would you say? I, I would think like this feels like a make or break year for them, for this for the quarterback. Yes. I mean, the weapons are good. The weapons are good. And the defense that last year was, I, I'd say, one of the better ones in the NFL. And it got better as the year went on. But you mentioned it. There's the one aspect there that's got to worry anyone who thinks they go over seven wins. Uh, yeah, Daniel Jones, is he going to be put in a position to succeed? Now he's hampered with an offensive coordinator with the name of Jason Garrett, so have fun with that. He does have the weapons. Saquon Barkley returning from injury uh, on the outside. Now you add Galladay into the mix. Slayton did a pretty good job last year. They bring in John Ross. They draft a first-round uh, receiver in Tony Ingram. Rudolph in the red, red zone at tight end. So they have the weapons, but will Daniel Jones have the protection? If everything else is in place, now, you know, if he doesn't meet expectations, now you can make the move. Like, okay, this isn't the guy. Let's go get our quarterback. We have everything else. Let's get the quarterback, the most important part. Uh, the Giants' offensive line, 
dead last in pro football focus preseason rankings. Dead last. Uh, last year, Nate Solder, their tackle, he opted out of the 2020 year. They were stuck giving heavy playing time to three rookies. So obviously the offensive line was going through some struggles. They make some changes. They bring in a new offensive line coach. His name's Rob Sale. They, they bring in um, Pat Flaherty, who, who was there under Coughlin uh, years ago with the Giants to, to consult a little bit. So they're throwing a lot of different resources at it. Uh, you know, I mean, the center, the most important position on the line and in, in the middle of last year, they moved Nick Gates to center. Like, go ahead, kid, learn on the job. That's not going to work. So no wonder that they had a terrible offensive line. And uh, the mix of guys at guard, I know guard not the most important position. Usually you can get by with, with some average play there. Will Hernandez, Lemieux, Fulton. We'll see if any of, any of them uh, work out. But uh, Andrew Thomas, first-round pick last year, likely going to be the left tackle. Um, a third-round pick a year ago at right tackle, per Matt Pierce, I believe it is. So, I mean, the, the Giants' offensive line really seems to be make or break. Not, not what a lot of the national people will be discussing when talking about the offense. It'll be Daniel Jones, Saquon, Galladay, and they'll be ripping on Jason Garrett. But, uh, but it begins and ends with this old line. Yeah, and none of it will matter if those guys can't block. I agree with you. And think about the division, right? But forget who they're going to play outside the division. Six games. So Marcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham in, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And Washington, we know, has the best defensive you know, front seven, maybe in the NFL, but certainly in this division. Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're coming. So Daniel Jones will be out of a job. He'll be out of New York if those guys in front of him don't block. Joe, I don't trust that offensive line. It, it makes it That's like, problem. If, if you told me their offensive line finishes the year top 15 in pro football focuses rankings, I'd say they probably win the division. They, they probably will be the best team in the NFCs, but I, I don't trust it will. Joe, I'm going to stay for my first one in the same division okay. on a similar vein as you, and I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. And I, for me, it's not a, a, a matter of are they talented enough. It's are they healthy enough. The Eagles offensive line, if they are healthy, will be good. I mean, you look right to left. If you go Lane Johnson at right tackle, Brandon Brooks at right guard, Jason Kelsey at center. <coughs> Even if we just forget left tackle, which is, is a question mark for them, and, and left guard, which I think is just an okay spot. But if you go right tackle, right guard, center, you're talking about three of the best in the NFL. Are they all going to stay healthy? They're all over the age of 30 now. You know, Part of the Eagles' optimism in Philadelphia is the offensive line was decimated last year by injuries, and that's not going to happen again. And, and while I, I agree that it probably won't be that bad, do old guys that get injured suddenly get healthy and stay healthy? It, it's, a, it's a pretty risky operation they're running. And they took Landon Dickerson, the, the kid out of Alabama, in the second round. I think he might play at some point this year, maybe left guard. He's probably the future center. So they have some depth. They're starting to accrue and get some younger guys. But, Joe, that, that's, to me, that's the Philadelphia Eagles right there. If they can block up front. I think it makes Jalen Hurts a a guy that can win some games and can run behind that offensive line along with throw. It gives the offense a higher floor. I think their defense is going to be fine. Like, do I think it's going to be top ten? No, but I don't think they're going to lose games because their defense giving up thirty points. It's the offense, and it all starts with the offensive line. A lot of age on that offensive line. That's a worry. So when we're figuring out our futures for the NFC East during training camp, we should probably keep a close eye on uh, the reports coming out of about the offensive lines, even though 
you know, training camp, everything's positive. A lot of flowery stuff out there to, to keep some of the coaching staffs healthy before uh, they start firing everybody midseason. But injuries, that that's where you can find kind of find it. And, you know, yeah. in Philadelphia, it was ignored last year. Joe, before the season, Andre Dillard, their first-round pick from two years ago, he got hurt in training camp. And their right guard, Brandon Brooks, tore his Achilles in June. So before the Eagles season started last year, they were down two starting offensive linemen for the year. And in Philadelphia, it was like, oh, it'll be okay. Joe, it wasn't okay. It was the it was the omen for the season. They were screwed because of that offensive line. So obviously, it's a big deal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, I, I, I've got another one I want to throw out there. So when we started talking about doing make or break position groups for the NFC, well, I believe we're going to do the same thing with the AFC tomorrow. I, I, okay, we're going non-quarterback position groups. What matters? Offensive lines matter. So naturally, both of us went that route with two different teams. But what else matters? Receiver groups, skill position guys on the offense, outside of the quarterback. And that's where I'm going with my next one. And uh, to the surprise of some, I'm sure, I'm not going to the NFC North. I'm going to go to the NFC South with a brand new regime. The Atlanta Falcons have a win total of seven and a half. New offense, new play caller. You trade Julio Jones and you draft Kyle Pitts with the fourth uh, selection now. Yes, he's going to go down as tight end, but he's going to play more as a receiver. It's the other guys. What are the other guys going to do? I mean, Kyle Pitts, Cornell reports, he looks like a guy that's just going to be a lock of all locks. But what sort of impact is he going to make? But you have to look at the receivers post Julio Jones. Is Calvin Ridley truly a number one? Is he a number one when Julio's not going to be on the field for half the season. Yeah, he was fifth in receiving yards last year, but is he going to keep this up? Is the regime change, the offensive change going to be good for Ridley's career? Nine touchdowns on the air. Very impressive, but now you're the dude. Okay, so he's not the two. Who's going to step up and be their two? Russell Gage? He's slotted in as their number two wide receiver right now, kind of under the radar, 72 grabs, 786 yards uh, last season. Uh, CBSSports.com actually uh, wrote up Gage as one of the top 25 players, uh, young players in the league, the skill position guys. So they like the uh, combo of Ridley and Gage. I need to see it. I need to see it. Gage, he's developed some. His yak has gone up over the last couple of years. It's uh, take, I think it was uh, four yards after the four, four uh, as a couple yards higher last year, whatever it was. But um that's the big question for me. This new receiver group outside of uh, Kyle Pitts, 
after Julio Jones? Is Ridley a true number one? And are guys like uh, Russell Gage going to be able to step up? Let me throw the opposite side of the ball at you for my last one in the NFC. So you know, what, what matters in the league today? Offensive lines, defensive lines, other than the quarterback, right? And then you said weapons. And then who's covering those weapons? Who, who can cover? And I look at Minnesota. We mentioned them the other day. Weird team. They go up, they go down. The Zimmer market in terms of could he be a coach fired? But usually when Minnesota has a tough year, they come back with a good year. Their mm-hmm. secondary last year was abysmal. I, my, my, I could watch Mike Zimmer like, you know, the cartoon fumes coming out of the, your ears. I was watching him during those years. They couldn't cover anybody. And oh, Mike Zimmer's his face was so red. Oh, he couldn't handle <laughs> it. But now he, a couple of things are interesting about their secondary now. The, the guys they drafted last year and they had to play rookies early. And I don't think Mike Zimmer likes to do that. And they got torched early. Those guys like Jeff Gladney was a first round pick. They're a year older. So maybe they're ready to play at a high level. But they also brought in some veterans like Patrick Peterson to complement those guys. It, it's an interesting mix. It's like former stars. And then these young guys that probably weren't ready last year, if that secondary, Joe, goes back to being pretty good, Minnesota's going to have a good defense, or at least a better, I mean, a way better defense. Mike Zimmer's defenses are never bad. They were bad last year. They'll score points. You know, the Cousins and Thielen and Jefferson and Cook offense, they score. They'll they'll get points. It's a matter of can their defense going back to being good. If it is, if you tell me right now that the Minnesota Vikings defense goes back to being above average, they can make the playoffs. They could be a playoff team. Who knows what the division with the Rodgers thing, but they can be in the playoff mix again a year after a disappointing uh, season. So the Vikings secondary, one of the most fascinating things, if you like it, I would go over their win total. If you think it's bad still, they're not going to struggle to to cover anybody. And uh, they they still have one of the few running backs truly with Dalvin Cook making an impact from week to week. And I know some people believe running backs don't matter. Well, he's on the very, very short list of guys that do matter. Yeah, he's for real. On the other side, we got to go prop shopping. And then we're going to talk to our guy, Ryan McDonough. He's an insider. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Get access to data insights the sportsbook don't want you to use. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. This is BetQL Daily. We got a lot of NBA to hit in the, sec- in the third hour of our show on the BetQL Network.